0: Hello friends, welcome to the first episode of the Field of View podcast. This podcast is a video game commentary podcast. The host will offer commentary on the video game world. Subjects will be about developers, gaming communities, the games themselves, and so on and so on. These commentaries are the opinions of the host and the host alone. So with that, let's get started with this episode. So the first question you might be asking is, who the heck is the host? Well, my name is Brian, also known as Dreadnought78 on the Xbox, and I'm your host. I have been gaming for a long time. How long? Well, let's just say I remember when there was no Nintendo. Well, at least not in the US. My first gaming experience was actually playing a tank game on the Atari 2600. That was a long time ago for some I know. My second and final hook into video games was playing in the NES at my cousin's house in Nashville. I'm from Jasper, Alabama, and my dad has family up there, his brothers and sisters, and I have a cousin. We were visiting one summer, and my aunt showed me my cousin's NES because we were waiting for him to get back from baseball practice or a baseball game or something. Um, she showed me how to do everything and left me alone, and off I went. What was the game I played? Well, it was Excite Bike. For those of you who don't remember what Excite Bike was, it was a game where you're on a track, doing jumps, and dodging dirt piles on a dirt bike to beat the best time. It was enough to get me to want an NES for myself. So, later that Christmas, I got my own NES from Santa. Yeah, that's right, Santa's real. It was the start of spending a lot of time in my room playing all kinds of games. I plan on doing future episodes on some of my favorite games from the past to present. Hint, Legend of Zelda is number one. Fast forward to now, I primarily play on the Xbox One. Some of the games I've been playing recently have been PUBG, Destiny 2, and The Division. And i kind of been trying to mix other games in, but adulting is hard. Two of those games that I just mentioned we'll talk about in the main topic later. Now, I want you guys to know or gals, that I don't think of myself as an expert on video games. I will never call myself that. This will be a commentary on how I see things, using my experience, and I'll do some research. If I'm wrong, call me out on it. If you have a different opinion, let me know. I want to be respectful on these subjects, and I hope you will too. I have set up an email and a Twitter account so you, the listener, can participate in these commentaries. My hope with this will be a start of conversations and through these conversations being able to meet new people and get to see new ideas. Basically, I want to form a community where you can talk about the things like video games and be respectful for them. Always show respect. There will be future episodes where you will get to know me better and I hope to get to know you, the listener, better as well. All right. Enough of this bad intro let's get to the main topic what I want to go over the road from E3 so E3 has come and gone but I feel the hype is still there there are a bunch of video games shown at E3 like there are on a lot of E3's but I think that what was shown can get any gamer excited about I will talk in a few minutes here of a few that got my attention and some that I knew were already coming out and some I'm excited to see more about. So let's first go over some of the conferences that were shown at the start of E3. I will talk about the ones I least liked first and then with the ones I like. Kind of makes sense right? So let's start with Square Enix. Okay enough about them. Yeah nothing but trailers for that one. EA's conference was really no better in my opinion. I'm sure you were like me and are just waiting to see what Anthem was about. They showed trailer, they showed a uh, some sort of gaming or p- gameplay, I don't know what you call it. Well, I didn't get really much hype from what they showed and I know I'm not alone. A lot of people were confused about what EA shown and we don't know what to think of this game. Some people do, some people don't. I think Anthem shows promise, but EA didn't really help with the hype now I know after the conference they started sending more about what we doing in the game what this will be but they all did it on Twitter seriously come on EA you're better than this next will be Nintendo now I mentioned earlier that I'm an old-school Nintendo fan I had a GameCube also and at one time I really loved The Legend of Zelda uh, The Wind Waker that was a really fun game now currently I don't own a switch but I like what Nintendo has done with this console or is it a portable? regardless Nintendo has been known to put out great games and the two that I know a lot of people are excited about is Super Mario Party and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate now I will confess I haven't played any of these games I just mentioned. But I know Smash Brothers is very popular with the uh, fighting tournaments. I've seen a lot of tournaments that feature Super Smash Brothers and from what I've seen from Mario Party, it has a really cool way to link the two switches or link two switches to the same game. So all the Nintendo fans I work with, they've, uh, they're really excited about what Nintendo brought to E3, so kudos Nintendo you know how to make your fans happy, at least for now. Last before I talk about my top three conferences, I want to talk about Sony's conference. They did a good job. They made it artsy and emotional with all the musicians. But did they really need an intermission? Since I don't play PlayStation and have no desire to own one, I only talk about two games that were shown. No offense to you, PlayStation guys and gals, I just don't have the time to play two consoles. I barely have time to play one of them. Now, onto the game that got my attention, you can probably guess which one it was. The Last of Us 2. I know this is a big game for Sony and with the people who play on PlayStation. Everyone I've talked to about The Last of Us, they love it. And The trailer they showed was very beautiful. I mean the cutscene was very well done And you got to see an older version of the main character Ellie, which I think is great It shows progress that this sequel is not 30 days later. This is what happened now This this young lady that everybody started out with she's growing up a little bit uh, as of this recording there is no release date, but I have a feeling that um, it's probably going to be mentioned in Game of the Year because of the combat that they showed was really, really um, how can I put this? Uh, It was gruesome, but I think it goes with the theme of The Last of Us. And uh, like I said, Ellie is grown up, so she's a little bit more vicious, but you gotta do what you gotta do. The next game I want to talk about is not really a new game. It's it's not even... Well, it's a DLC. It's Destiny 2 Forsaken. Yep, that's right. I still play this, air quotes, dead game. I want to talk about the trailer, and I think the biggest thing that I got from this trailer is there are a lot of feels for me as a fan of Destiny 2 in this trailer. <sighs> Stupid Aldrin killing Castle. I mean, Nathan Fillion. I mean, Cade 6 Yeah. There's going to be a lot of emotion with this game, at least from the story. And I've always liked Bungie's um, way they do story. And I know I'm probably in a minority, but I have enjoyed the stories from Destiny 2. And even back when Destiny 1, when there was no story. Um, But I am excited to see where the story lands in respect to the characters that we've come to know since the first game. Um, I do know that this game has sort of lost their fans, at least the hardcore fans. But from what I've seen from the live stream that they did probably about a month and a half ago, they've really learned from their mistakes and they're trying to bring back the loot and shoot that everybody fell in love with in Destiny 1. I do believe that Bungie has started to bring more of these things back and I do look forward to playing this game uh, when it comes out. Uh, I believe September 6, it's always in September Bungie. Uh, Now I want to go into my top three conferences. Coming in at third was Ubisoft's conference. The biggest thing I wanted to see was The Division 2, but we'll get into that here in a second. There was a game that caught my eye which was Beyond Good and Evil 2, or Beyond Good and Evil 2. The trailer they showed looked awesome. And it makes me want to go back and play the first one. Well, actually, I've never played the first one. But I know Beyond Good and Evil was a well-received game. And I think from what they showed, this one looks like another hit. But we'll see. Now, on to my most hyped game from this conference. And really, maybe even for E3. It's The Division 2. Now, The Division 1, when it came out, was the most anticipated game. Because it was a shooter massive online role-playing game it also had the tom clancy name behind it which for ubisoft was a success because of games like splinter cell and rainbow six well when it launched back in march of 2016 that was a long time ago it was met with bugs and a lot of frustration most of the frustration was having to deal with the dark zone and people just running into the dark zone getting leveled up and then all of us who went through the story got into the dark zone maybe even halfway through the story well we got killed a lot and the other thing that for me was is that a lot of the uh, elite bosses and even some of the uh, I guess you'd say minor bosses were very very hard to kill aka they were bullet sponges so I like a lot of people who got frustrated with this game I just put it back on the shelf, or I went to GameStop and traded it in. But earlier this year, people started talking about how Massive Entertainment has updated this game, and I've been thinking, going back and forth, talking with people, and finally, about mm, I don't know, I think it was like a month and a half ago, maybe even two months ago, uh, it was on sale for twenty-seven bucks on uh, Xbox, and I picked it back up and. It's been great. I mean, they did a lot of updates. Um, there is a, uh, a very well put together uh, RPG system of elite armor or classified armor. There's a lot of great guns. There's even exotic guns that everybody has to have, a.k.a. the house. Uh, and I've played it a lot with some friends who also picked it back up. And we've had a lot of fun with the Division 1. Now, enough about that one. I'll probably talk about this in future episodes, I'm sure. But let's get into The Division 2, which it seems from what they showed at E3 and what they've been talking about, Massive and Ubisoft has really learned from their mistakes when it comes to The Division. They've really focused on more of a end game sort of RPG. End uh, game meaning after you either reach the cap level or you're done with the story more things to do other than go through story missions so it'll be really interesting to see how they put this in I know the uh, gameplay that they showed had something called uh, control point I can't remember what it was but um, it was really interesting to see how they did the bosses and how the bosses had destructible armor that you actually had to shoot you can't just aim right at the head like you can in a lot of shooters especially with the division one you just aim for the head and get those critical hits so that really makes it more intuitive and looks to be like, you know, again, they're making this game more fun, more rewarding. Another thing that I liked about it, it the setting was Washington, D.C. Now, I lived in Washington, D.C. area for about a year, and I really loved going downtown to walk the National Mall, see all the museums and the Smithsonian's, and, you know, back when it was great to just walk around and you didn't have a political agenda unless you were right in front of the White House protesting. Um, but I'm really excited that they picked this uh, setting for the Division 2. It kind of makes sense as well but I'm really looking forward to uh, running through the streets and uh, help save the people that uh, survived the outbreak of the virus from the first game and bring the district back. And just like I said earlier about the Division 1, I'll probably be talking in future episodes about the Division 2 more when they release more info. Hopefully they won't wait too long, but we'll see. Uh, now let's get to the last of the uh, two conferences, and why I kind of said last two conferences, I consider these conferences to be 1A and 1B. That is Microsoft's and Bethesda's conferences. I believe that they were the best So, in my opinion at least, let's start with uh, the first one, Microsoft, who announced that they acquired five new gaming studios under the Microsoft Studio umbrella to help with the lack of first-party titles that the Xbox has been needing for a while. One of those was Ninja Theory, who did Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Now this game, the way that I understand it, it's sort of a psycho thriller to where you are this... Viking young woman who has lost her family and she's going crazy and she's trying to battle the evil that is either out in the world or the evil that's in her head. I do know that this game was highly rated by a lot of the gaming critics and looking at it and knowing what it's about I, I want to play it and hopefully I will play it at some point. Uh, the next studio that I'll go over with um, Microsoft Requiring which I was kind of surprised they didn't already own this one Uh, It's Playground Games, and they're responsible for the Forza Horizon series, which I played Forza Horizon 1 and 2 and thought it was a great game. Um, Forza Horizon is under the Forza racing where you race all these kind of exotic cars and race cars, but instead of going from race to race, you're in an environment. You actually have to drive your car to the race. And also, if you don't want to just drive from races to races, there are like little stops to where you can run a quick race um, even if you were online you could challenge someone to a race and you could win you know the in-game currency or maybe even win their car that they have it's uh, it's a really good game uh, with that being said I am looking forward to uh, Forza Horizon 4 which was announced it's coming out in October of this year the way that they uh, presented it was that there's gonna be seasons there's gonna be winter autumn spring and summer And it's based in, they just said Britain. So I guess we'll be going over to like England, to Ireland, to Scotland, the whole British Isles will be available to us to race. So I'm very looking forward to diving into Forza Horizon 4 when it comes out. Uh, The last part of the conference that I want to talk about from Microsoft is the uh, Game Pass. Now, for all of you who don't know about Game Pass, it is a monthly service to where you can download over 100 games. And a lot of these games are Xbox 360, so they're backwards compatible to the Xbox. And a few of them are last year's games, uh, or they've been two years, but they're still on Xbox One. And, of course, the first-party uh, Microsoft games like Halo 5, Sea of Thieves when it came out. Two games that were announced during this conference were, Really got me excited. One of them was The Division, which I already have The Division. Okay, that's fine. But they announced that Fallout 4 was available on Game Pass. And Fallout 4 is a game that I've been wanting to dive into for a while. So if you can't tell by now, I am a Game Pass subscriber. And so when Fallout 4 was announced, I'm excited. I downloaded it and it's been a blast. From what they're doing with Game Pass, I don't see this really slowing down. I mean they're promising more games, they're promising maybe even better download speeds to get these games and um, with all the five studios that they just added and all the promise of the first party games being able to play on day one when they come out like Forza Horizon 4 and Crackdown 3 whenever that gets released we don't know that's been pushed back so many times but Game Pass will only get bigger and only get better and I really think that really gives us gamers a lot to digest for years to come. It's an exciting time to be an Xbox player, especially if you're a Game Pass subscriber. Oh yeah, and they announced a new Halo game called uh, Halo Infinite. What? The last conference I want to talk about is Bethesda. And they did a great job. And I rate them just a little bit higher than Microsoft. They started out announcing Rage 2, which is a post apocalyptic it's a hard word to say. Uh it's a shooter game, um, where you're out into like this barren waste of land and chaos has ensued. Um, but the way they announced it, they started with a performance from Andrew W. K. Now, I don't know who they have could have gotten that could have done a better job announcing a game like Rage Two. He rocked the stage. I mean I was really impressed with it. I mean he's known for this. I mean he probably's The white shirt and pants that he was wearing at this conference is probably the same white shirt and pants that he started out with. He's just that kind of guy. I thought it was funny that when they panned to the crowd, a lot of people really didn't know what to take of him. Or they probably didn't even know who Andrew W.K. was. I mean, come on. He always party hards. you got to know who Andrew W.K. is. Uh, After that was going on. They announced a new Doom game called Doom Eternal. Now, I've been an old school Doom fan. It was one of the first PC games that I played. Was Doom, Doom Two. I played it um, on PC on a uh, flight stick, a joystick. Whatever you want to say. That's how I played Doom uh, back in the day. Now. I haven't really played the latest version of Doom, which I know it got a lot of good reviews and a lot of gamers who I know um, really liked this game. So after seeing the trailer, I'm probably going to have to figure out a way to get Doom and go back in and uh, shoot some demons, shoot some imps around. So finally, let's talk about the big game that they announced that's coming out this year, Fallout 76. Now I mentioned earlier that I was excited to play Fallout 4 on Game Pass, and after watching what they revealed about Fallout 76, I'm a big fan of this game and Bethesda now. Uh, I liked everything they talked about how this game will play, aka always online and it's multiplayer. Now I know a lot of the Fallout fans are really hesitant on this being an online only multiplayer game. but. They've said in the conference, they even said after uh, the conference and during E3 that you can still play this game solo, but there won't be any NPC characters to get your missions from. It's basically a survival game to where you're supposed to go out into the world after the nuke bomb has dropped, the nuclear bomb has dropped, and you're supposed to create communities. So who else are you going to create a community with? other players. And from what I've also read after the E3 conference was over, uh, there are going to be some stipulations to where if you do kill somebody and you keep killing them, um, you may get thrown into a different server or they may get thrown into a different server. So even though somebody may be killing you a lot, they're not going to be around every time you log into the game or they're not going to be able to prevent you from having fun in this game. I mean, They put a lot of money into this game and a lot of time, actually. Um, I watched a documentary on uh, YouTube where they were going over the history of Fallout. And um, lead developer um, Todd Howard said that when Fallout 4 was being made, they were going into the sort of early stages of making an online version of Fallout. So this has been in production for a while. And I know if they put all of this time and effort into this game they're going to make sure that everybody has a good time it's not going to be kind of like what happened in the division with the dark zone to where everybody just kept getting mowed over from people who just did nothing but dark zone stuff and it just didn't make it fun for anybody so i'm excited to play this game if you can't tell i'm excited to play with my friends that i have on xbox um gonna make a great camp together and uh We're going to go find nuke codes and blow up some camps. That's going to be a really interesting part about Fallout 76. So, (laughs) nukes are coming, boys and girls. Lastly, I mentioned him earlier, Todd Howard. He was the uh, presenter and he's the uh, lead designer, the lead developer, whatever you want to call him. He's the lead guy. He presented it very well and... I kind of want to go out and have drinks with this guy. He's really cool, very laid back, and uh, he seems like he's really, really smart. And who knows what, uh, what you could learn from him. So that's my take on E3 2018. So what were your thoughts? I'd like to invite you to message me via email or Twitter. I'll give those out here in a second. But first, I want to thank some of the people who helped me with this uh, podcast project here. Uh, first is Joe now Joe is the person that I talked about doing a podcast a while ago I had an idea that hey you want to do a podcast together on destiny and he's like yeah because Joe plays destiny if you don't know who Joe is Um, and it just didn't work out uh, to where you know we wanted to get together and try to figure out what we wanted to do Um, but He decided that he would sort of branch out on his own and do his own podcast. And uh, he really has helped me sort of, you know, he's inspired me to do this on my own as well. I mean, he helped me a lot with uh, where to go to get it distributed. He's figured all that part out. So uh, he's a really good guy. And uh, you should go check out his show. Uh, His show is called The Random Joe Show. Basically, the way his show is is that he decided to create a video game book club. So he goes through his uh, backlog of video games that he's either downloaded uh, for PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and that's the game that he talks about for that week. And he invites his listeners to play it along with him. So it's a really cool show, and you should definitely go uh, check it out. The next person that I would like to thank is uh manny g uh manny g really helped me out with uh getting the equipment or recommending equipment recommending software uh even gave me a uh, a lot of twitter videos on how to mix and record podcasts and uh, even where to find music um he also has a podcast called the gaming adventure club um he does that with another friend of mine named andy uh basically they uh They're just great guys, and they just get together and they talk about video games. So uh, definitely go out and uh, check those guys out. Lastly, I want to thank you, the listener. Thanks for taking time out of your day or night to listen to me and my commentary. I hope you enjoyed what I talked about, and I hope you will listen to the next episode. I mean, I want to keep doing this, and uh, I want to... ...get feedback and get new ideas for maybe episodes and maybe even have some guests occasionally. So I invite you to please reach out to me and let me know what you think. Let me know um, what I can do better, definitely, because this is my first ever time recording a podcast on my own. I did do an episode of The Random Joe Show, so when you check out his show, you may hear a familiar voice on one of his shows... It's about Destiny 2. So, without further ado, I think that's the uh, first episode of the uh, F.O.V. podcast, or the Field of View podcast. So, um, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to me at at Dreadnought underscore 78 on Twitter. Apparently somebody already had without the underscore, whatever. Uh, You can also reach me on Xbox um, at Dreadnought78. Now I spell dreadnought a little bit differently. It's D R E A D N O U G H T. I know a lot of people spell it with a A-U, but if you're a musician and you're really into guitars, you'll you'll get why I spell dreadnought that way. Uh, you can also leave a comment. I have opened up a uh, Twitter account uh, for the podcast. It is at uh, F O V Podcast. Um, it's a uh, it's a new new Twitter account. So I've been following certain people hopefully they follow me back uh feel free to leave a comment uh let me know what you thought about the first episode and uh, maybe even um, start a debate start some conversations but be respectful you can also leave me an email at fieldofviewpod at gmail.com i will check the email i will check my podcast twitter account so uh, thank you so much guys for listening have a great week. And game on.